Welcome to the Gauteng Wholesale and Retail Seater Leadership Chairs podcast. Hosted at the University of Johannesburg's Department of Marketing Management, we have conversations with wholesalers, retailers, and industry experts from South Africa and around the world. We also speak with renowned researchers so that we can provide you with information that promotes excellence and advances the retail industry. Good day to our listeners. I'm Dr. Beate Stiedermilder. I am the leadership chair for the wholesale and retail Sita Gauteng, hosted at the University of Johannesburg. In studio with me today is my great team members, Sandile and Mahlatze. Good morning, listeners. I'm Sandile. I'm happy to have you guys today. Good morning, I'm Mashadze, and I'm looking forward to very interesting conversations. Our discussion today is about frontline retail employee inspiration, and our guest in studio is Dr. Katrin Neumüller from St. Gallen University in Switzerland. Katrin Neumüller from Germany did her PhD studies in retail management at the University of St. Gallen. Her doctoral thesis is dedicated to frontline employee inspiration, which constitutes a new, important metric to enhance frontline employees' level of intrinsic motivation, proactivity, satisfaction, and creativity, and influence customer responses during service interactions. Katrin worked as a research associate at the Institute of Retail Management of the University of St. Gallen, conducting numerous consultancy projects with large Swiss and international retailers, for example, Migros, Aldi, and IKEA. Before her PhD studies, she worked for a finance consultancy in Hamburg, Germany, and the United Nations in Havana, Cuba, and Nassau, the Bahamas. Katrin gained an MPhil development studies from the University of Cambridge in the UK and graduated from the University of St. Andrews, UK with an MA Honours in Management. A wonderful welcome to you, Dr. Neumüller. Well, many thanks for having me today here. <laughs> it's really, really a pleasure to have you. So let's get right into it. So you completed your PhD in the topic of frontline retail employee inspiration. Tell us, employee satisfaction is a widely used KPI by today's firms. Why do we need to inspire employees? Why is it not enough to just satisfy employees? Well, what does satisfaction mean in the end? If we ask ourselves, how satisfied are we on a scale from one to seven, we may say, well, we're quite satisfied, we're quite happy. And if we ask ourselves, how inspired are we by our jobs, then this question might be more difficult to answer because inspiration is a lot deeper. And it doesn't have to do necessarily with satiation or comfort as satisfaction has. So what does inspiration do? Inspiration drives us forward to getting new impulses and getting new cues from the environment and transforming these cues into new behaviors and new attitudes. And as a such, satisfaction is an attitude, a work-related attitude towards salary, towards a leader, towards colleagues, whereas inspiration is some kind of motivation that expresses um, a purpose and a relevance to one's own life. Mm -hmm. And that's why inspiration may be a very valuable KPI in today's world to react to new influences from our environment. Okay, interesting. So to react to new influences. So how exactly does employee inspiration then differ from employee satisfaction? Well, whereas 
employee satisfaction is an attitude. So I can be satisfied about um, with my salary. I can be happy with my salary. Inspiration is some kind of intrinsic motivation and it's composed of two processes. On the one hand, I can become inspired by something and on the other hand, I can be inspired to do something. So um, from a scientific point of view, satisfaction is rather an attitude while inspiration is rather some kind of motivation. So it's anteceding that attitude of satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And was the too scientific? Uh, okay, no, 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 not at all, not at all. I think it's good that we get clarity, you know. So the one is an attitude, the other is a motivation. And we really need to unpack these concepts if we are to really apply them in the retail world. So what then exactly differentiates your concept of inspiration from existing approaches such as, um, let's say, inspirational leadership? So inspirational leadership is very much, as, as the name leadership says, it's very much focused on the leader. But what about getting inspired by a customer? What about getting inspired by your physical environment when you're an FLE, a frontline employee? So these may be further sources that inspire frontline employees and which are not taken into account when considering inspiration from an inspirational leadership perspective. So, for example, in terms of measurement, if we seek to measure inspirational leadership, we may use charisma um, scales, which ask us, well, questions like, um, how inspired are you by a leader from one to seven? But does this really answer the question about how inspired we may become by a vision statement? So my, my approach to inspiration is rather a psychological one. It's focused on the experience of inspiration and not a source such as leaders. And it measures the actual state of becoming inspired, inspired by and inspired to, as I said earlier. Mm -hmm. Okay, so why do we need to consider inspiration as the employee's um, subjective experience? So why is it not enough to just increase, for example, leaders' inspirational skills? Well, if we measure, for example, inspiration with the inspirational leadership scale, we may be asked, please rate the extent to which your leader articulates a compelling vision from one to seven. But if we become inspired by a daily conversation with customers or by the vision statement that is shown in our cafeteria, the result of such a inspirational leadership scale may be biased in that let's compare frontline employee one and frontline employee two. Frontline employee one becomes very inspired by a leader and therefore rates quite highly on the inspirational leadership scale, whereas frontline employee two, he becomes inspired by a customer and then ranks quite lowly on the inspirational leadership scale. But the level of inspiration itself may be quite equal. So, when we don't measure inspirational leadership as a subjective experience of the employee, the results might be biased. And um, it's much harder to then link inspiration to outcomes such as employee creativity, employee productivity. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. So, I mean, the focus in retail um, 
you know, at, at least, I mean, one can never generalize 100%, but let's say the majority of retailers do aim to satisfy their employees to a certain extent. You know, they implement training, they try to sell the company vision, give people a purpose. But I mean, is it always good to inspire employees? Um, that's a good question. Thank you. And of course, according to some of my studies, it is quite it would be quite plausible to argue that, yes, it's always better to inspire employees because I've shown that frontline employee inspiration leads to higher levels of creativity, of proactivity, of intrinsic motivation and so on. But when looking at other studies that are also conducted, the picture might be a bit more differentiated in that one study, which was of qualitative nature, has shown that frontal employee inspiration may also lead to frustration in that if employees become inspired, but they don't have the autonomy or the freedom to live up to that inspiration and to implement this inspiration, they may become frustrated in the end. Or according to another study, which I've conducted, that has shown that if frontline employees are inspired, but they're not able to transmit this inspiration to customers, this may lead to negative effects of the customer spending behavior. Hmm. Okay, that's very interesting. Why did you focus specifically on frontline employees in your thesis as opposed to another group of employees? Frontline employees assume a crucial role for retailers. And of course, I could have focused my thesis on other employees such as administrative employees or leaders themselves. But frontline employees assume a crucial role because they interact daily with customers they may be able, therefore, to transmit their inspiration onto customers. They collect market information. They assume a crucial role for the competitive advantage of retailers. And that's why I focus my thesis on frontline employees. But that doesn't mean that frontline employee inspiration or inspiration as such doesn't apply to other employee groups. Mm-hmm. Is employee inspiration really still important in times of COVID, for example, where physical contact is becoming, you know, more limited? I would say, of course, yes. <laughs> because first of all, as I've just said, employee inspiration or frontline employee inspiration is not necessarily limited to frontline employees. It's always important to inspire employees because every company or every organization needs people who are proactive, who are creative, and who stand behind the organization's values. And that's why we should foster inspiration as a such. Mm-hmm. But in a second regard, I would also say that it's important to support frontline or to manage and um, increase frontline employee inspiration because retailers nowadays need to seek ways that help them to differentiate them um, themselves against digital um, or like e-commerce and um, inspired employees who in the end manage to delight and to transmit their inspiration onto customers are a valuable asset. And that's why frontal employee inspiration, I believe, is more important than ever. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I hope that COVID at some day comes to an end. And um, of course, then frontal employee inspiration will thrive even more. <laughs> Yes, I think so. I think um, 
people are so tired of COVID, they might just be inspired by the mere fact of returning to work. <laughs> then, I mean, frontline employee inspiration, is it also still important in, in times of increasing digitization? Yes, uh, frontline employee inspiration is still important in times of increasing digitization. Inspired workers contribute, as my studies show, to productivity, to in engagement, to um, creativity, and these are these are characteristics and behaviors that are required and asked for in I would say in all companies to survive mm. nowadays. Mm. When you should never say all, but um, mm. let's say in most companies. Okay, interesting. Then tell me. How can practitioners, um, retailers, actually measure frontline employee inspiration? Well, I developed a six-item or six-question scale to measure frontline employee inspiration, which consists of two subscales. Three items measure the subscale inspired by and three items measure the subscale inspired to. Mm -hmm. But apart from that, I integrated that six-item scale into a larger step-by-step -step, uh, model or framework for practitioners, which um, in a first step lets practitioners um, determine their value proposition and see how inspiration overlaps with their value proposition. In a second step, they um, use the six-item scale to measure their or to, to analyze the current state of frontline plea inspiration. In a third step, they have a look at the, at the sources of frontline employee inspiration and the barriers. And in a fourth step, they, based on these identified sources and barriers, they develop measures. And in the last step, they measure the effectivity of these inspiration initiatives. Okay. So um, your scales um, have been developed and they've been tested. Something that I was just uh, wondering about is that you say that the, sc the scale is split into inspired by and inspired to. So what is the difference between those two? Well, imagine you can become inspired by something. Maybe, um, well, let's have a look at private life. Maybe you become inspired by the landscape. But that doesn't mean necessarily that you become inspired to paint a painting. Whereas a painter, he may become inspired by, by the, the beautiful color of the ocean, and he in turn becomes inspired to produce something. And the same applies to our professional life, because I, as a frontline employee, I can become inspired by a new idea of a customer. For example, a customer suggests me an idea for, well, a real life example would be a customer um, having the idea of the first frappuccino, of the first iced coffee. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're inspired to act upon this idea. And that's why, important, why it's important to recognize that inspiration is made up of two processes, um, inspired by and inspired to, because you can measure the two processes independently and see whether frontline employees are inspired by, but maybe not inspired too. So you can act upon this. Mm -hmm. And measures might differ according to that. Yes, absolutely. And uh, Katrin, tell me, is there any specific examples that you can maybe share of, um, with us where retailers have applied 
some sort of tools in order to to inspire people and to practically apply this process of of inspiration yes absolutely uh at this point i cannot name uh, names but i know from some retailers from a larger furniture uh, retailer uh, who, who which is acting internationally mm-hmm. that they measure employee inspiration and they also instead of placing prominently the kpi of employee satisfaction they place prominently Uh, the KPI of inspiration, for example, in the cafeteria, in their vision statement. But there's a lot of examples that integrate inspiration into vision um, statements. Ads, for example, I've recently seen job ads by Nespresso, by Michael Kors, um, by Nike, who all try to integrate inspiration because it's, it's much deeper than just satisfying employees with uh, work amenities. Mm-hmm. Cool. And what would you say are the benefits ultimately? If you can list like four or five benefits just as a core in terms of, you know, when employees are inspired, frontline employees are inspired in retail, what are the benefits that the retailer ultimately gains from this? Well, the benefits, proactive behavior. Mm-hmm. Retail employees are much more prone to to pass on their their ideas to the customer, for example, or to share ideas internally. They're much more creative, intrinsically motivated. But not only that, but I've I've shown through my eighth study that inspired employees, in comparison to satisfied employees, they can can lead to higher customer inspiration. They can lead to higher spending behavior, customer spending behavior, to higher perceived uh, service quality, to um, higher customer loyalty. These would be the advantages of my approach. Mm-hmm. But um, another ex- another benefit is certainly that my approach doesn't have to do with money. It's not a monetary incentive. It's an incentive that lies at the heart of what people want, it, it, what they live for. So it tries to overlap values that employees stand for and values that the company stands for. So frontline employee inspiration or inspiration in general, it seeks to go into the direction of a more sustainable human resource management. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it seems that your company values kind of need to be potentially reworked to understand what your employee values maybe are as well, so that the two can kind of align. Am I right in that assumption? Or That's an excellent point. Thank you for that. On the one hand, I, I've shown through my work that personal values are absolutely important in triggering a frontline employee inspiration. And that's actually a new finding because we've previously talked about leaders, the role of leaders inspiring employees. And what I've shown is that personal values are much more important than leaders in triggering inspiration at work. That has two implications. On the one hand, yes, companies should align their values with their employees' values. But that works into two directions. On the one hand, companies should have a look at what employees to select. So, They should not only select and recruit employees and also frontline employees 
on their skills, but also on their values. For example, if a retailer stands for sustainability, then this retailer may be much more inspiring to an employee who also is prone to the values of, of sustainability. Um, on the other hand, it can also work into the inverse direction in that COVID, like in Europe, during COVID-19, uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic, a lot more consumers have turned towards values of sustainability when, when seeking out products. And that's also true for employees. So companies can consider incorporating values such as sustainability, new work, flexibility into the vision statement, not only to attract consumers or customers, but also to attract employees. Mm -hmm. Very, very interesting. So there's a lot of uh, link between the HR process as well, the recruitment process and, you know, aligning with values, um, etc. Um, Sandile, you have a question? Yes, yes, Catherine. Um, I have one question for you. Since we've identified the relationship between frontline employees and inspiration and customer satisfaction, due to e-commerce, there's external stakeholders that might be delivering your products as a retailer. So you don't have um, a hands-on touch of how the customer might be receiving their goods and how is the in, the frontline employee inspiration then transmitted to the customer so how is the customer satisfaction maintained and the benefits of that thank you a lot for that question um my work of frontline employee inspiration only concerns the employee customer interaction and unfortunately it's until now, I haven't looked at the at the effects on the last mile in e-commerce. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think we've identified a nice research project, Catherine. Great, Maklatsi. So, in terms of um, inspirational outcomes, where there is negative customer spending behavior, do you mind giving us maybe two examples of that? Yes, of course. I know this is quite um, shocking at the first sight because we don't want negative um, outcomes. But um, I can give you an example of uh, or two, as you asked for. I can first give you an example of like that I experienced myself when I went out to buy some coffee beans. As a customer, I went to a very hipster shop but still want just wanted to buy coffee beans and the sales employee he was very inspired and if you asked him how inspired were you on a scale from one to seven he would certainly say seven with a question but I as a customer I just wanted to buy coffee beans and the uh, during the transaction, he wouldn't he, he didn't stop recommending me another product, uh, another way of making the he, he wouldn't st just stop talking about um, how to make uh, the best coffee, how many seconds to leave it in the machine, etc. So the difference was that I as a customer, I didn't feel like the his his inspiration didn't transmit to me and I wanted to leave the shop as soon as possible because I wasn't open for such suggestions at that moment and I think this is a pretty good example because in the end I would have I might have looked around and I might have had a look at other products but at that at that point I wasn't open for his inspiration so I left the shop and my spending declined and I felt overwhelmed 
Another example would be if you are at the supermarket and uh, let's imagine you are at uh, the cheese and the meat counter, but you are vegetarian and the salesperson, he is very eager or she's very eager to suggest some product to you. You might be overwhelmed by that suggestion and the inspiration doesn't transmit from him to her because he doesn't recognize that you're actually vegetarian and you don't want meat. You just want to buy some cheese and in the end you leave without buying anything because you um, you don't feel well. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay, that is that is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you do sometimes get very um, eager salespeople and, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's difficult to tell them in a nice way just to go away, you know. <laughs> you feel sorry. Um, yes. You feel sorry at the one end, but sometimes you're just in a hurry, um, et cetera. <laughs> So, exactly. Uh, yeah. It's it's if I may ask something uh, if I may um add something to that. It can be a personal preference just being a vegetarian or it can also be yes. being in a hurry and um my answer or like one interpretation might be that retailers need to train their frontline employees to sense the situative needs of the customer more because in one point you may very much appreciate such suggestion but another point you're just in a hurry and you want to leave and it's important to sense these situative preferences Mm. i'd say absolutely absolutely so um if i can summarize our conversation basically um Employee inspiration differs from customer satisfaction in that satisfaction is more of an attitude, whereas inspiration is more of an intrinsic um, motivation. Inspiration is really a great benefit because companies, um, it can help companies to differentiate themselves. It's going to serve them with very proactive and active employees, as well as a lot of engagement from the employees. Then you've mentioned that there's a difference by inspired by and inspired to. And of course, you have a scale that um, employers can use to to measure that. And then I think what really came out for me is that one needs to revisit your company values um, and also your vision and find an alignment between the values and the people that you recruit and their values. Um, and maybe also consider going back to panel beating, perhaps your values and your vision based on um, not only what your customers' um, values are, but also what your employees' values are. And then lastly, I think from our conversation about the coffee bean experience, um, it's important, you know, that the employees be um, informed that, you know, you, you might be very inspired and, and very proactive and stuff, but always, always be sensitive to the customer's needs and try to, to read um, the, the customer's um, attitude as well. So, yeah, that's, that's what I've got in summary. Was there anything you'd like to add to that? I think you made an excellent summary of my work. <laughs> excellent. So, um, uh, Dr. Neumiller, with that, it was really great to have you. And this was incredibly, incredibly interesting. So, a heartfelt um, thank you for joining us today. To our listeners, we um, thank you for listening. Um, keep an eye and, of course, an ear out for more podcasts coming out as we have interesting and rigorous conversations all with the aim of advancing our collective knowledge of the retail industry. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.